We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences, so the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash BlueWire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. We are breaking down all aspects of Yankee baseball. This is the Bronx Pinstripe Show with your hosts, Andrew Rotondi and Scott Reinen. Let's go. How did they win today? This is bullshit. (laughs) We should just start with that. What's up, everyone? Welcome to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Scott thinks their win today was bullshit since they were getting no hit into the, uh, was the, into the 11th inning. Last episode, Scott, I think we titled it, The Yankees Are Still Alive, Kind Of. And there was some positivity in that episode for the first time in a while because Jason Dominguez was exciting and we were excited about not only watching him for the rest of the season, but the prospect of him being the everyday center fielder next year. And even if we were saying it in jest, the Yankees had a very, very slim shot to still make the playoffs. They were on a little bit of a roll, and the rest of the teams ahead of them were struggling. We're like, ah, maybe there's a glimmer of hope. Well, since then, <laughs> what has happened was, what had happened was, the Yankees stopped hitting once again, <laughs> lost a bunch of games. Jason Dominguez is out with a torn UCL. And in case you needed another reminder, yes, this is the 2023 Yankees, and they are indeed a dumpster fire. So I think we recorded, what, Thursday morning? Thursday yeah. morning. And uh, Carlos Rodon <clears throat> trotted out there to to finish off the Detroit series uh, in in grand fashion, you know, to take that five game win streak that the Yankees had that made us feel good because the kid was there, even though he had a he had a torn UCL, of very possibly at that moment, uh, unbeknownst to everybody. And he uh, Carlos Rodon put up a, a complete fat piece of shit start again. <laughs> And, 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 you know, goes what three and a third, I think 19 runs, 19 hits. The guy has two pitches and and can't do anything with either one of them. He's, he's terrible. I don't, I don't understand. He's so bad and nothing, nothing that I've seen from him on the pitcher's mound in the form of pitching has looked good. And and he 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 comes in when the Yankees are finally feeling decent with the kid and everything, 
and just puts up talk about a stopper in the opposite way just stops the wind get the wind streak stops all the good vibes happening that that you know we were really searching for and uh and then yeah they they go out and prob- and should have been swept by the Milwaukee they won today which was bullshit they shouldn't have won this game you can't you can't get no hit for Going into a, the eleventh inning and win the game, you don't deserve I, that shit. I was hoping they were going to win without getting a hit because of the ghost runner. I thought I was hoping. See, the problem is they can't manufacture a run, so they can't they can't move a guy over and, and hit a no. sack fly. That's they're incapable of doing that. So they, you know, the you go on MLB uh, the Yankees website too, and they, they had the fucking balls to call that an instant classic. Are you are you kidding me? Oh yeah, in yeah, the, in yes, the title, it's going to be running that that rerun. The the Yankee yeah. we're going to see that Yankeeography in twenty years. Yeah, the day so, the day Dominguez was diagnosed, the Yankees the Yankees uh, had an epic comeback against the Milwaukee Brewers that nobody will remember forty eight hours from now. That that started with being no hit into the eleventh inning. Okay, that's that's just you 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 can't make that shit up. And meanwhile, the guy that gets scratched uh before the game everybody's like oh <laughs> oh little, little, it was like it little was 10 minutes breath. before the game it which was is 10 never minutes great. before the game which is no. never good when, when you get a scratch like that something happened and that's what we're finding out was uh you know the 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 biggest reason they he went to get tested is because he was taking batting practice he had no power he couldn't throw with any anything and yeah torn ucl for jason dominguez I mean that you you can't get worse than that, man. Like that's that's a that's a kick in the nuts. That's a kick in the nuts for for where this team is, and you know the anything uh, any any kind of good things that have happened in the past week. To, because it impacts real, real next shot. season too. It impact it Huge. impacts next season too. It's not just it like impacts oh, the off season. It impacts everything. Everything. It, it's a everything. huge. It's a huge deal. Uh, because it's he's going to need Tommy John surgery. They didn't have the surgery is not scheduled, but it's going to happen ASAP. It is, you know, player Bryce Harper came back Ilya. What was the number of days that, that it took Harper 160 days. I think you said he he came back, but he wasn't, he was basically just DHing. He, he, he figured out how to play first base because he couldn't really throw yet. We saw Didi a couple years ago. Come that's back. a gamer. would love to have that guy on the team. Uh, no, and there was no spot for him on the Yankees roster. <laughs> yeah. Um, the uh, DD when he injured it, it, he he came back in what we figured out was basically eight months. He had the surgery in mid to late October, and he was back I think June seventh. So call it like eight months and a few days of recovery. But when DD came back, he was not the same player. It took him a while to get back up. And the problem with this is that this was going to be Dominguez's uh, chance to work out some some kinks the rest of the way, right? Like go through, maybe go through some struggles, also have some successes, which he had been doing, have a full off season going into next year, knowing he's going to be in the major leagues preparing for that. And now instead he's rehabbing. And he's in rehab mode for the next nine months. And even best case scenario, he's a quick healer. I hope, hope hopefully he's a quick healer and he's ready to go in late May. He's going to have to ramp up. He's not going to be back in the Yankees lineup June 1st. He's going to have to have a spring training. He's going to have to go through some rehab. He's probably going to play some more in AAA because he only had like two weeks in AAA. So realistically, we're looking at a second half 2024 Jason Dominguez contributing to the Yankees. And so, yeah, it is a kick squarely in the taters. First of all, I would not be surprised if he was well ahead of uh, of – 
of that rehab schedule only because of his age. I feel like he's that's if we're looking for a positive, a spin zone here, the fact that he's 20 years old is going to help him. He's going to he's going to heal faster most likely. He's going to be able to um you know, hopefully turn that around. So yeah, we're, I, I, I have a feeling he'll be back before that. I think you and I had a running bet with when Didi was going to come back. I don't remember who won it, but he did come back sooner than we thought. So I probably won it, knowing and what we were both, his what how were we his both numbers? usually swing. What were uh-huh. his numbers when he came back? Because he was not very good. Well, you know, again, shortstop is one thing. Uh, Dominguez, even with the, I mean, yeah, he tore it. Probably on Wednesday because I remember that throw uh, that in that that he that he uh, made to home plate and my first thought was like oh I thought he had a better arm than that like not a not a great arm I didn't think anything of it out beyond that you know maybe he just didn't get a good grip on the ball I don't know but I definitely noticed the throw and uh, if that's if that's when he heard it you know he still went out there what three days three more games hit a home run mm-hmm. Friday night so I mean the guy was playing with it I just. The fact that he's as young as he is definitely is in his favor for, but for recovery. But yeah, the off season like this was such a big deal for him because he was able to figure some things out during the season, the rest of the season here, and then this off season. That's the biggest thing is this is off season. He was he was going to be able to to take go back to the lab, go back to the lab and work on the things and, and become become that much better because you were able to get a shot. Like that's what we're looking for. That that uh, that little that little sliver of, uh, of, of something good from this season. And Dominguez was able to get that. And now, and now he's, he's, he's on the shelf going to be rehabbing, like you said. So tough, man. It's real tough for him. I I feel bad for him. I do because he was, uh, he came up with such a, such a bang and was playing so well. All the still out there, the Cashman supporters can blame Hal for this because Hal ordered the call up of the kids. And, <laughs> right. and if he and if he wasn't in the major leagues, maybe this wouldn't have happened. And, yeah. and maybe Cashman's sitting there saying, you know, I told you so. Yes, see. See. Injuries. <laughs> it's, it's like just leave it, leave it to this Yankee season for this to happen, or really call it any of the last five, six seasons for the Yankees on the injury front. Because on the one hand, the guy makes a throw and he to- and his UCL pops. That, that's bad luck, right? Like that, that that's just bad luck. Um, that in my opinion is much different than you know, running for a ball and you pull a hamstring because you weren't properly conditioned or you weren't pop- properly stretched out, right? Like th- those are different, you know, different types of injuries. But then we hear after the game. So on Wednesday, he, he felt discomfort. Like you said, he still went out there Thursday, Friday, Saturday and played. And then in Boone's post-game press conference, we were just listening to it. Uh, he said he had soreness Sunday in Houston, but didn't really start to feel it until Wednesday on the throw. Now we don't know if he, I don't think what Boone meant was he told us on Sunday in Houston that he had some, I saw that he didn't say anything until Wednesday. That's right. So he played Monday was an off day, Tuesday, Wednesday, he played Wednesday is when he really probably injured it. Even if he had some soreness in it. And then uh, the next couple days uh, he, he still went out there. So I'm not going to call this a complete mismanagement of the injury by the Yankees. no, I mean, we could, but, we, could just, we could just, we could just well, continue to dump. Why are, why are we giving them the benefit of the doubt? At well, point? right. He, he probably injured it honestly, uh, on, uh, Sunday or Saturday. That's probably when it happened because from there, you know, he didn't say anything. He was just like, Oh, my arm 20 years old. Don't you're, you're just thinking like something, something dumb. And, and then Wednesday you, you saw the, you saw what happened. He didn't have the strength in that arm. You know, it wasn't it wasn't there for the throw apparently, 
And that's when he said, I got to, you know, I got to say something. So I wouldn't be surprised if we go back or if we end up circling back to, you know, when it did happen, if it was Saturday or Sunday would not surprise me if that were the case. But if he did tell the, the medical staff on Wednesday, why is he playing Thursday, Friday, Saturday? Say that again. If he did what? If he told on Wednesday, if he told yeah. them on Wednesday, yeah. my arm is sore. And mm-hmm. I'm, I'm sure like everyone, like you saw that lollipop throw. I'm sure mm-hmm. the coaches saw that lollipop throw. Mm-hmm. Why isn't he getting an MRI on Wednesday night? Yeah, I don't know why he's not getting an MRI. He, they, they said he, he got treatment. So um, that's that's maybe uh, – And that doesn't change – that doesn't change the injury, right? Because the injury happened maybe Sunday, got much, much worse, like full – call it full injury on Wednesday. So whether they gave him an MRI on Wednesday night or not, that's not going to change the actual injury. But it just goes back to the – where are the protocols? Where is it? Where is just using your head and common sense here? A guy comes to you and says, I feel something. Well, w- why not do the tests? No, let's just, oh, you're good, kid. Get out there again on Thursday night. You, you also can't, you can't, you can't say that it doesn't, it didn't uh, affect what happened. And, and it's, uh, again, man, this is, there's a lot of closed doors conversations that we have no idea about here, but yes, the track record of, of, of the way that the Yankees have mishandled certain things leads us to a place where we're like, oh, Maybe maybe they didn't do this the correct way, and and it's not the biggest stretch because of the history. Um, but yeah, yeah can he, you think uh, of another guy that that wasn't feeling right? But they just were like, nah, let's not give him an MRI. Yeah, if, yeah. if we don't do the if if we don't if we don't test if you don't test for COVID, you can't get COVID. If you don't if you don't test for a UCL, you can't have a torn UCL. Right. Yeah. Yeah. If I mean, yes, same guy that got felt like he got shot in the hip. Mm-hmm. The um, because if you if you have a partially torn UCL. And and it happens on Sunday, and then you unleash something on Wednesday with said partially torn UCL. Yeah, I mean, it could get worse. It certainly, could get worse. There's plenty of people with a UCL that that has a a, a very low grade, and you can rehab or a tear, and they rehab it. You shut them down for the rest of the Tanaka year. And you rehab it. Yep. Tanaka, who's a pitcher, did pitcher. So there, yeah, there's an opportunity to definitely. Tanaka also blew up both hamstrings running from home to. I mean, I understand that. I completely understand that now. <laughs> mine, mine were thighs, but um, he. Uh, so yeah, I, I, it could get worse. It, it could absolutely get worse. You know, if you continue to play on it and you continue to to, you know, push it beyond where it, where it should be at that point. But again, who knows? Um, but yeah, it's it's this is a this is a huge blow. This is a huge blow. We're driven by the search for better. But when it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. Leveraging over 140 million qualifications and preferences every day, Indeed's matching engine is constantly learning from your preferences. So the more you use Indeed, the better it gets. Join more than 3.5 million businesses worldwide that use Indeed to hire great talent fast. And listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash BlueWire. Just go to Indeed.com slash Blue Wire right now and support our show by saying that you heard about Indeed on this podcast. That's Indeed.com slash Blue Wire. Terms and conditions apply. 
Need to hire? You need Indeed. Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDSE. Any sort of positive momentum that we were going to feel going into the offseason is, is going to be dampered a little bit. Um, I still think it's exciting that Dominguez looks like a player and looks comfortable. Like for everything sure. we've said about him up until this point is still true. But... We don't have them to start the season in 2024, so now they're going to have to find contingency plans for for the outfield until Dominguez is back. And then when Dominguez comes back, like what are we going to be getting? We're going to be getting a guy who's played nine Major League Baseball games coming back from Tommy John surgery. Without a real spring training. Realistically, we might not have contributions from him to the Yankees at the Major League level until 2025. (laughs) Yeah, I, I hope that's not the case because this this team definitely needs a kid like that. But you can't. Here's the thing now. Now the offseason does does change. It changes Big based time. on what this is because you cannot count. This is exactly what they have done. This is exactly what they have done in the past. They did it with Lemayhu. Uh, they've 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 done it with Severino. They've done it with many players where they know someone's right. coming back. They know the timetable. They understand that he's going to be back for the the lion's share of the season, and and they just kind of okay. Well, that's covered. They try, get, they try, they try and get by, right. They try and get by with fill-ins up until yeah. that point. Well, what, you mentioned what, contingency plan and, and that's where I think we need to, we need to draw the line in the sand of what, what these words are, right? Because contingency plan to me means, uh, or not a, you said something different. What did you say? You said something else that, that they're probably saying it's, it's getting to that point until he's there. No, they need to fill that position. And then when Jason Dominguez comes back, if he's able to come back completely healthy and whatever, then they. Then they slot him in somewhere. Was uh, was where, this when I was he, talking about Severino's injury? And um, <laughs> might have been. It, well, like Severino and Radon, right? It's like you're filling your rotation with guys who have questionable injury histories. You you have to prepare for some of them to be injured. Like you can't just prepare for them all to be healthy. That's yeah, and it's historically it's has not happened. But it's it is much more difficult with starting pitching because you only have X amount of spots that you can allow for a starting pitcher on a roster. I know, and and you can't take a major league starting pitcher and bury him in AAA. So you it goes back, it. but then it goes back to why are you deciding to fill your rotation with questionable guys? Sure, fair question. The um, and and I and that's where the problem is. Is the problem is they the building don't the construction. Question- well, and they also don't believe they're questionable guys. Or they, or they think that prior injuries don't have a any sort of impact on future injuries. Or you know, for you, for these particular players, I believe that's what they think, especially for Carlos Rodon. Well, as we're finding out with Luis Severino, an injury guy is injured again. Not surprised in the least bit. Sucks for him once again. Uh, left oblique strain. Felt like he got shot in the left side. Out for the rest of the year. Probably done as a Yankee. Uh, I think he was going to be done anyway, but definitely, you know, probably done as a Yankee at this point. Once again, Luis Severino is an injury guy. Let's everyone stop being surprised when next year, Carlos Rodon goes down with a bunch of injuries because guess what? He's an injury guy. Yeah. Severino, man, that's a tough one for him. Obviously he, this guy hasn't, yeah, 
he hasn't been able to to find a stretch here where he can actually play a decent amount of baseball. So we even know what he is. We're just going to remember Severino for what could have been. Is the same way we'll remember Gary Sanchez and some of these other guys, uh, but Severino specifically for for the injury, for the injury history. He was just never been able to to get over the hump after that one really good stretch. I think I saw on Twitter that he made on average nine appearances a year throughout. The That's length crazy. Of his contract. That's, that's what they got. That's, that's crazy. what they got for that contract. Nine appearances a year. Yeah. No, that's a that's a bad number. That's a bad number. <laughs> you mentioned uh, Carlos. The Sergio. contract wasn't a bad contract for him. No, though. it was actually pretty cheap. Yeah, t- t- it was 11 a ten forty. Yeah, with it with an option for the fifth year at I think yeah. fifteen is what I mean. That's a really yeah. really good for for nine for sure. nine start. Not bad for nine starts appearances. <laughs> um, you said Carlos Rodon just. Uh, being terrible and you don't understand how how when how is he good right how do you go from what he was the last two seasons 21 22 where he had combined in in uh 55 games a 2.67 era and a 156 era plus and a 242 fip with a whip below one how do you go from that to this year in 10 appearances with the yankees pitching to a 66 era how? You you stop throwing the two – you forget how to effectively pitch to throw the two pitches that you have. You have two pitches and then you you, for, you forget to how, to how to throw them effectively, both of them, at the same time. That's how it happens. And then, it, and then, and then you – and then you uh, – you blow kisses to fans. You get real sweaty. You act like a tough guy in the beginning of it and you're trying to like, yeah, see, I fit. I'm here. This is me. Being you tough grow a mustache spring before, training. before you, you earn you the grow mustache. a fucked up mustache that just looks out of place at this point. And now, uh, and then, and then, uh, and you you count your money, count your money, lots of monies, lots of monies. So this is just a completely lost year for Rodon. Obviously, <laughs> put put him on the. We need a list of lost season f- people on this team. It's even it, even it, people that like work for the team, cover the team. We just need lost a lost season list. The the problem with a season like he had this year in the first year of a big free agent contract is he's dug himself such a hole that the only way to come out of it is to be elite next year. Not good. He needs to be elite next year. I'd take good. You would take good because you're a logical person. Yeah. But He's going to have to be basically the 2.6 ERA guy we saw the last two years next year and stay healthy most of the year. I'm not even going to say well, all. Well, guess what we've seen what? so far from Carlos Rodon. Carlos Rodon is a guy that when he tries too hard, he doesn't do well. And if if he's going to get into that whole psych, it's, this is a cyclical thing. This this happens. This has happened before with players where you're like, oh man, didn't have a great start. First impression wasn't where I wanted it to be. So now I got to try extra hard, try even harder, throw harder, act like I care more, do all the things, volunteer at the different children's hospitals, all think the he things. Cares? I got to do everything. And then, and, then, and then he just won't be able to do it because he's trying too hard. Do you think he cares? He's going to act like he cares. I don't know if he truly cares. I don't know. He might be a better actor than a pitcher for all I know. Yeah. I mean, obviously he wants to pitch well. Like everybody who's playing professional baseball wants to play well. 
but um, is he a guy that has the ability to do that thing? <laughs> no, but like <laughs> maybe he should learn a third. I do think pitch. some guys. I do think that you know. You know what good, I'm saying? That because would be a good use of his winter is I, figuring out a third pitch. I'm just saying, like you got two pitches, okay? A lot of room for error there. Not, I mean, not a lot of room for error there. If you have two pitches and and one of them's not great one day, well, then you only have one pitch, and that's not good. Unless your name is Mariano Rivera, and his name is not Mariano Rivera. Although he may have touched Mariano Rivera on Saturday, and that's as close to that a guy as he's ever going to get, maybe. So what what did you think of Old Timers Day and listening to all the core four talk and Joe Torre was there as well? Did it make you a little sad? Because it made me a little sad watching it. Um, it a little bit because you know when you hear the answers from those guys about wanting to play in, in an are they are they happy that the old timers game didn't didn't happen one i think that that is now that i'm thinking about it i bet th- th- it very well could be we could find this out much later but um that Derek jeter wouldn't come back if there was a game and he's not trying he's just like i'm done playing like i'm done playing so if you want me back just, just get rid of the game jorge talking about the fact that he, he can't even throw because his, he hasn't thrown a ball in so long and he didn't want to embarrass himself. Like they're falling apart. They're, they're, they're getting old and they're falling apart. So that part of it, Joe looks, Joe looks old. Joe's he looking, is. Joe's looking he's, old. He's old man. And it's so, yeah, it's like, it's, it's, it's a reminder that that was a long time ago and that, um, all the people playing grew up, all the people playing when you saw the Adamas, I don't know if you saw that where, where Willie Adamas was uh, was able to meet Jeter and like and yeah he, he was, was super excited fired up just fired up you know like that's cool but Giddy. like all these guys were kids they were a little they were little yeah. kids when these guys were playing and uh, you you realize that even though Jeter doesn't look very old Jeter still kind of looks like Jeter um, especially when he's wearing that uniform it's still still reminiscent of the of that guy uh, yeah they're getting old man. It was good to see them, though. It was good to see them. The whole Bernie thing still pisses me off. Yeah, whereas why is Bernie not at that podium? It's it's a complete load of crap. But I was talking to my dad this weekend. It was my sister's wedding this weekend. Oh, so yeah. Congratulations. Congratulations to, to my sister, Helen, and Christian. Christian, by the way, who has done some work for, for Bronx Pinstripes in the past. Yeah. Um, but I was talking to my dad about Old Timers Day. And he has always told me like this, the, the 70s championships teams were really the ones that he – remembered most growing up even though he was born in the late 50s so he was he was older when those 70s championship teams had but he was born in the late 50s and they so they yankees were winning championships in the 60s but he was he was a little kid right so it's as if you're born in the in 1993 and then the yankees win in 1996 you ain't gonna remember that shit you're probably attached to the 2009 championship if you're if you're born in 1993 so my dad was attached to those 70s championship teams uh, growing up, and then obviously the '90s championships. But what he said to me messed with my brain. He said, "When the Yankees started their dynasty in the '90s, they were closer to those '70s championship teams than the Yankees of today are to that Yankees '90s dynasty." What do you mean by that? The Yankees '90s dynasty started 20 years after the '76. Oh, 70. oh, in time, the, like closer in time. In time. I so thought you meant 70, closer in play. Yeah, I'm like, no, no, okay. no. 77, 78 yeah, yeah, yeah. was 19 years later, uh-huh. the 96 right. dynasty. We are now <laughs> more than two decades away from that 90s. I mean, not the end of that 90s championship you know, run if you 
if you want to extend it to 2009, obviously not, but like we're at a point now we're far away from that. That, and that's what old timers day this year, like it sunk in for me. It's like, these guys are old. I'm getting older. Yeah. That was a long ass time ago. It was 1996. Yes. So we both thought the same thing. Very, very different avenues to get there, but yeah, yeah, I thought the same thing for sure. Um, and I'm just, I'm, you know, I'm happy that Derek Jeter made children's books so that Kemp can know who he is from those because that's, <laughs> that's legitimately how he knows who, who Jeter is granted, you know, that's just like the spark of the conversation, which is good. Uh, but, but yeah, that's, uh, that's, that's when you, that's, that's how, you know, um, but yeah, it was a long time ago, a long time ago, but good to see those guys. Definitely good to see those guys. Good to hear the stories. They're talking about the 98 team, obviously when they, um, they, uh, they honor that 98 team. And it was a it was a special year, so it was cool to see a lot of those guys back uh, in uh, in Yankee Stadium and uh, and and reminiscing. You, you know who one one guy that that <clears throat> took me a little bit by surprise, I guess, in the way that he was talking was Andy Pettit. I don't know if you heard some of the things that he was saying, but he was he was really talking about the fact that he just doesn't ever think about it ever, <laughs> and like he doesn't reminisce about that stuff ever. He's like, I I really I really don't reminisce about any of this, and and on a on a day-to-day basis or, you know, I don't, I don't think about it. I haven't thought about it. It's just not something I think about, which is crazy. You know, you think about, you know, the, um, how, how monumental that team was and the run was that he was on, uh, for, for the duration. And, and yeah, it's just like, you know, that was then this is now it's different. And I understand he's got kids and all that. They're all grown at this point, but, um, but yeah, really, really was just squashing the whole, like the, the whole, uh, Bernie said the same thing when I talked to Bernie and did that episode with him last year. He said the same thing. Like he does not think about it. He didn't even remember. I forget what I was asking him about, but he couldn't remember if it was from 1998 or 1999, like the thing we were talking about. Yeah. And it's like, I vividly remember that moment. Like I could tell you the game, the situation that that thing happened. And he's like, was that 98 or 99? I don't know. I mean, I get that. It, It makes sense when you're in the moment. It's, it's probably a blur, the whole thing. So that's why I would think that you, you know, thinking, thinking back or, or like trying to tap into those a little bit, um, could be a good thing, but you know, I, I don't know. It's hard, it's hard to, uh, hard to put yourself in another person's position and, and think back. But yeah, I was, I was just a little surprised by, by Pettit's, um, response. You think, I, I don't things. think, I don't think any of those guys are reminiscing a lot. Like you think Jeter's reminiscing a lot about those days. You think, you know, Mariano, I don't, I don't know. I bet Mariano is a reminiscer. I feel like he, he he thinks about Mariano's a very religious guy and yeah he has said yeah, so he a called number he of called times he would he would not change a thing even the the positives yeah. and the negatives yeah so. there weren't a ton of negatives for him to be honest no and and one of the most the biggest negative turned out to be the biggest positive for him in, in, in his mind yeah him blowing the the 2001 world series meant so was it enrique wilson that uh had to change his flight and, and oh which, yeah yeah would have crashed yeah, that's not what I was talking about. I was talking about him being a failed starting pitcher. <laughs> oh, 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 um, can can Ilya? Can you do a quick quick Google search on the the player that it was? But um, I think it was Enrique Wilson had to change his flight because originally he had it planned for after the parade, and then he moved his flight up, and then the flight he was gonna be on home to like Venezuela or something ended up crashing, and so Enrique's Mariano's like I was meant to blow that safe. Yeah. Well. Okay. Which is, wild 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 stuff yeah but uh it's a it's a very weird time to have those guys back 
considering where the season is. And I, I know that the Yankees wanted to try to take the the mind uh, Yankees fans away and pack the seats again, get some chicken, uh, some chicken buckets. But um, it was weird to see those guys in with uh, with with this crew that's just fumbling at the end of the at the end of the season. Yeah. Cool to see Jeter and Volpe. You know that's cool, but weird timing. Uh, one thing caught my eye. I'll tell you that in a second. But game time is our preferred ticketing app because it is the easiest way to buy tickets to whatever you want to go to. Sporting events, concerts, comedy shows, theater, and much, much more. The NFL returned today as we're, well, I guess it returned earlier this week, but NFL is back. So you go to some NFL games. There's a few more Yankees games for the rest of the season you can catch and you can do so with game time. The app has so many cool features and is very easy to use. Shows you trending tickets, what sections the best deals are in. It calls out cheap options and flash sales and much more so you can make an informed purchase. There's also event cancellation protection. So you can buy with confidence. I like the app for many reasons, but it gives you clear images of your seats before you buy. So you know exactly what you're getting yourself into. It's a very fast buying process. A couple taps and you're done. And then the tickets go directly to your phone. You don't have to dig through emails or anything like that to find them. So snag tickets today without stress using game time. Go and download the game time app, create an account and use our promo code Bronx for $20 off your first purchase terms apply. Once again, download that game time app, create an account, use code Bronx for 20 bucks off. Michael King, who I want to talk about said he had a good conversation with Andy Pettit, um, after the game and, uh, after the game he pitched in Houston and Pettit was just sort of talking to him about like mentality of being a starting pitcher. And it just seems every comment that Michael King is ma- is making is like, he's really embracing, you know, this hopefully being a starting pitcher role. I mean, I'm sure he's embracing it because cha-ching means more money for him uh, potentially, but, um, I don't know. It, it's been cool to see because it has been working out. We pulled some numbers on him. Um, in his four games, I was curious what his pitch mix was, uh, if it was any different uh, as a starter versus a reliever. And it does look like as a starter, definitely relying on the sinker more, which makes sense. You're trying to just get more soft contact and get through some innings, especially early in the game, rather than maybe shut down in a messy inning, which he had to do a bunch or strike people out as a short reliever. You're probably throwing a little bit harder, you know, more max effort for a shorter period of time. But uh, the it's not a drastic difference, but forty four percent sinker usage as a starting pitcher versus you know anywhere from you know mid to high twenties up to to high thirties in in August um, as, for for sinker. But it's uh, you know that's one thing you know just looking into the numbers that I've used. But I think he had nine strikeouts um, in in Saturday's game for him, so he does look like he he is embracing and. Pitching well and he looks like he belongs. He definitely yeah. looks like he belongs. You know, he's got the he's got the stuff for this. He's he's definitely got more than two pitches. So, on a given day, if something does go bad, he's he's got a a little bit of a tank to go to. And I like the fact that he's going to throw the sinker more. It's pretty clear that uh, you know that was that was an obvious thing. I, I think if we all took a guess on like what pitch that he would throw more, it would be the sinker. I, uh, it's it's uh, it's happened with multiple pitcher or pitchers on the Yankees, but yes, pitching to contact as a starting pitcher, if you're especially if you can get ground balls, it's a good thing. It makes means you can stay out there longer. You can uh, you can you can you can throw more pitches. Uh, but he does have the ability to get people out with swing and miss. So, look, I like his stuff. I I I think at this point, when you look at the starting rotation and where it is and where it ended up, where it's ending up at the end of the season, and and look back the last few <laughs> seasons. Why the hell not? You know what I'm saying? Like, why the hell not? 
let him let him let him go through a little bit. He's got the ability. He's got the talent to do this. Um, it's a matter of him actually dedicating himself to the starting pitching. He's got the physical ability to do it, and he's got as good of a chance as anybody else. That's uh, that's you know not not named um, Cole or Radon who have big contracts. Why not? Let him let him compete for the for for a back of the rotation spot and see what he can do because I think he's got more upside than some of these other guys. Well, let's play the game because you've got obviously Colin Radon going into next year, and then you've got Michael King, Clark Schmidt, uh, Nestor Cortez, and I, they are going to have to acquire a starting another starting pitcher in the offseason because you can't go in with those five guys. No, something something bad will, will will happen there. So you're probably looking at acquiring. One surefire like starter, not surefire like top of the rotation guy, but a guy that will definitely be in the rotation, and then some other depth pieces as well. Yeah, I think you have to, and I think that there's there is flexibility, obviously with King, and I think even with Schmidt, uh, that they can be bullpen guys if you are going out there and um, and you know acquiring starting. This is how you can get the depth. Like so, we were talking about how do you get depth in in the in different areas for starting pitchers. Stretch more guys out. Stretch guys out that you believe have the ability to to compete. We know Clark Schmidt has the ability to compete, but you know he's he's. Uh, I was I was hoping he was going to have a better season, and I think that we know what he is. He's a he he's settled a, he's into a, what he is, which is like a kind of a four. number five starter. Yeah. So and then and then King has I I would say a little bit more upside with with just the stuff that he has as well. But both of those guys could be bullpen guys if you if you wanted them to be and needed them to be as well. So you know you have guys that are under control. If you can stretch as many of them out as possible and and compete uh, for that, and then go to free agency or the trade market, and you look to solidify that that rotation, not not going in saying, okay, we have two spots to do. No, no, no. You go see what's available, and you take what's available, uh, and and improve this team. And the guys that you have, you fill them in other places because there's going to be there's going to be competition and 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 spots open in this bullpen too. This bullpen's no. I don't even know what the hell it is right now, you know, going into next year. There's no not one person in that bullpen that has a, a defined spot uh if you look in down. And I and I know that they were they were the best in baseball going into what the all-star break, right? Or it was close to it. And when you look what it is now, it's I, I don't know what they have. I don't know what Loisica is. I, I don't know what Clay Holmes is. I I don't know what Tommy Canely I don't know what He's they are. A, Tommy Canely has a change up and that's it. They they're not there's not there's not really a guy out there that has a surefire defined role that I feel really good about. No, they're a bunch of Wandy Peralta maybe. <laughs> okay, but he's the he's the what's yeah, his role? I'm right, but I still feel I probably feel best about him. Seventh eighth inning guy. Confidence wise. Yeah, yeah. And and so you have a lot of opens. You have a lot of possibilities out there. And if you have a guy like Schmidt and King stretched out, they you can you can shrink people down much faster than you can stretch them out. I was just looking up King, uh, not King Clark Schmidt splits because we, you were you were saying like he's probably he's a we know what it is he's a back end of the rotation guy ceiling. Do you think he had a better first half of the season or second half of the season? I don't like that question because I know how well he must he must have. Uh, it was June. He probably had a good June that that masked what he did in the first two. Yeah. The first two months were bad. Awful. Real bad. But he pitched first half, which is pre and post All-Star break. First half yeah. in- Is that what it is? The, that's what it is, right? Oh, okay. Just, yeah. 
Thanks. for the baseball reference splits. Yeah. Well, you, it. It's too late. It's too late for that shit. Uh, 88 innings pitched in the first half of the season, 4.4 ERA, 52 and two thirds in the second half, 4.78 ERA. Yeah, and I would have I would have bet my life he was. Well, I think the month. Of, what was the month of June? What was the month of June? Uh, uh, in June, he was a. Where is it? Where is it? Where is it? June, he had a three oh four ERA. Yeah, yeah, so June so, skewed well, the first May, half. Numbers. Actually, May was good too. So he he I think his first like five starts were were just god awful. He had six point eight four ERA, and then in in April, May three point five two, June three point oh four. July 4.43, August 5.16, September 4.26. Hmm. Yeah, so when I think back to his, my brain definitely doesn't remember his May being that good. But I think he's he is what he is, which is on the on the season. He's a four. Where's his ERA? It's a it's a like a four seventy ERA. That, yeah, but for that, two two solid months. So if you if you throw away throw away April, figuring some shit out beginning four, of the season. Four fifty four ERA, four five four. And, and he's a four ERA guy. And he's not a four ERA guy. He's probably a four and a half ERA guy. Well, I look at when you say May and June that that were what three zero, just over three zero, and then three five or vice versa. The I mean, he's that. That's a solid. That's a solid chunk there. That's two months where, where you know, he's yeah, thrown something. But four. he's also, but but that he's had four months where he's <clears throat> way, way worse than that. April April doesn't count. Okay. What about what about unless August was, when he had a five point really two? He's tired. Yeah, he, five point one eight in August. Oh, dead arm. Dog days. Yeah, dog days. hasn't hasn't pitched this much. You know. Well, I think King has the ability to be more effective than Clark Schmidt. He's got more pitcher. I think he's got more upside just because of the way his the way his stuff plays. I think his stuff is He can better. shut a lineup down. And I, I think he can shut a lineup down more consistently than I think Clark Schmidt can. He's got he's definitely got more swing and miss stuff, there's no doubt. And and Clark Schmidt really, you know, when when I think of Clark Schmidt being very good, I think his 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 curveball is 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 on and he's able to locate. And unfortunately for him, he's he, that's where he runs into problems, and why he's a four-five guy is because he doesn't locate with consistency, and that's a that's a pretty big problem as a pitcher. But if Michael King can turn himself into a five-inning pitcher, one or two runs, which I think he has the ability to do, like I don't know if he can do that over six-plus innings, because then you're talking about being Garrett Cole. But like he'll have his blow-up starts, but like he's shown the ability to pitch through a lineup two to three times and only allow two runs. Yeah, <laughs> that, I get that, it. That is a, in today's game a very effective starting pitcher. I get it. He's a Rhode Island guy. You want him to do well. I understand. Yeah, I do. All right. I'm, I'm glad he's making you optimistic. If he's got that ability, he's something special within Michael King. If he's got the ability to to uh, to to make you optimistic about something this season, then you know what? For all of us, let's put him in the rotation. You know, another thing I was talking to my dad about this weekend. Yeah. Um, what does your dad think and- about Michael King? <clears throat> my dad, my dad actually shits all over him. Um, <laughs> my dad shits all over everyone. Uh, so we were talking about complete games, and I was looking up numbers. We were just like playing a guessing game while we were doing the whole get ready thing on Saturday. There were thirty six complete games thrown in Major League Baseball in twenty twenty two across all teams. Every, you know, across the season, thirty six complete games. 
And I was like, yeah, that, that's, you know, we were just talking about like in the 90s or the 80s, what was it? And I was just guessing like it had to have been at least like 3x that, right? 4x that. And then I found in 1975, how many complete games do you think were thrown in Major League Baseball? 36 were thrown last season. How many think in 1975? 150. Over a thousand. Whoa. Holy shit. Which is basically like two or three every day complete games. And I know it's a long ass time ago, as we discussed, like it's a 75 long, a th- over a thousand. I think it was 1,052 complete games in 1975 in Major League Baseball. 36 last year. God damn. So that's, that's every single night across the 15 games in Major League Baseball, you were going to. Two or three teams were going to throw a complete. Yeah, game. I mean, middle relievers weren't really a thing. Didn't you, exist. You had, you know, that 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 just kind of speaks to what expectations will do for you. You know, whether you're good or not, you're going to throw the amount of innings that you are because we don't have someone to come behind you. So it'd be really interesting, actually, to take a, a deeper dive into into what year was that? Nineteen what? Seventy seventy five. Nineteen seventy five, and understand what the roster construction looked like in nineteen seventy five because. Yeah, I, who's who's playing? <laughs> what, what, are the, what are those guys doing? I, you know, they, they the uh, it's a completely different game. It's 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 almost like it's comparing apples to oranges. What was what, the what was the how many active players were were in a game? What do you mean? What was the active roster? Was it there's still 25 man roster? So what the hell are all those bullpen guys doing? Or how many how many position players do they actually have? Well, you know I think there was like, definitely a lot more position players because you did a lot more pinch hitting. You did a lot more substitutions and yes. things like that. So that's, I mean, it's it's just, it would be interesting I think to, pitching to go staffs, back and think Pitching about staffs were definitely probably only like 10 guys, right? So that means you, you have had, a, 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 an insane amount of position players and bench guys. Yes. You had, but you they're all guys. playing. They're all, if the yeah, you'd have a throwing, guy. You'd have, you'd, you'd you better goddamn guys. play nine innings. You'd have bench guys that pinch ran every single night or or went in for defense every single night or went in to lay down a bunt every single night. Yeah. Yeah, what a that's a, such a difference. I mean, forget how how for how different the game is and how technology has changed the way people uh throw and hit and run and all that. Just that alone, the fact that, you know, that's still still an arm on a human that's going out there and throwing a thousand. Yeah, but they but but they were they were throwing they were conditioned they, they, better they for were it. conditioned better for it but they also were not throwing max effort every single pitch they were literally just like saving their arm for key yeah. moments and and they right. were content with throwing at seventy percent effort for a good portion of the game yeah I just think it's comp- it just like I said apple starch that I it blew me away when I saw over a thousand I was like I, I, my jaw dropped. Yeah, that's a that that's a crazy number. The other the other crazy number is the amount of times uh, Tony Gwynn struck out. He never struck out. Yeah, I don't know what the number is, but when look it up if you're listening, look up. I, th- how many I don't times, think it, I look actually up think the was, season. Look up the season I, numbers I, of Tony Gwynn striking out. They're in the single digits. No, but I think some, the crazier thing was like actual just swings and misses was like under a hundred or something like that. Like he just didn't swing and miss. I would love to see you talking about a, a something that can never happen, but would be would be cool. A guy like that with just insane hand eye coordination in playing in today's game, where there's so many specialists uh, that that can throw. I'd be interested to see that. Yeah. All right. Well, anything else you want to talk about before we wrap up? Well, I just really hope that Jason Dominguez can heal quickly. 
And I think he will. I think he's going to surprise us with how fast he's going to heal, to be honest. He's going to be like, it's like a superhero. What is it? He's a, he's not from this planet. That's so, right. you know, he's probably got healing techniques and healing, um, healing things that we don't even know about. So don't be surprised if you see him in spring training. Nah, right? I would be surprised to see him in spring training. Don't, don't be, I'm telling you right now, don't be surprised. Bold prediction. Early bold prediction? Early bold prediction? <laughs> and guess what? He, he will do. He won't try too hard. He won't need to because he'll be fine. He's just going to, he's yeah. just going to mesh. Leave it, leave it. it to this Yankees medical staff to, he's ready for spring training and all oh, set back. You think that he and Aaron Rodgers showed up in New York at the same time? You think that's a coincidence? What? You know? What are you talking about? What's that connection? What am Aaron I Aaron Rodgers here? saw UFO. I missed that. I missed that headline. Yeah. Saw UFO. Talked about it on, uh, on Hard Knocks. I'm giving it. I'm giving it week five before you absolutely despise Aaron Rodgers. <laughs> okay, I'll take that bet. I've I've hated Bold a lot prediction. of Jets. I've hit a lot of the Jets players. So yeah. a lot of Jets players. It had to. It had to be. It had to go real bad. I mean, it's uh, not out of the question. It's probably going to happen. That's that's more in the question for Jets than the other thing. Things are things are way too good right now. <laughs> Um, all right, that's gonna wrap it up. Thank you guys for listening. We'll be back at you in a couple days. Hey guys, thanks for listening to the Bronx Pinstripe Show. Make sure you find us on iTunes and subscribe so you can get all new episodes directly onto your phone. If you do like the show, we'd love for you to take a minute and give us a five star rating and review in iTunes. It really helps us out and allows us to create more shows. We're on Twitter at Bronx Pinstripes and the same on Facebook. You can always find us there talking Yankee baseball. Thanks again, guys, for your support. Really appreciate it. And go Yankees. Everyone is talking about magnesium. It's all you hear about. But why? What do we know about magnesium? Well, magnesium is the number one mineral that 75% of Americans are deficient in. If you are a woman over 35, magnesium will help you rediscover balance, energy, and vitality. Magnesium supports more than 300 enzymatic reactions in your body, including those involved in hormonal balance. From functional medicine doctors to mental well-being and female hormone experts, we all know that magnesium is the one mineral to improve all aspects of well-being and health. But which one? Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers. The trusted choice recommended by leading experts with seven best-absorbed forms of magnesium to ensure your body receives the support it needs for overall well-being. Go to bioptimizers.com slash balance today and use code BALANCE10 for 10% off. Support your journey to wellness at B-I-O-P-T-I-M-I-Z-E-R-S dot com forward slash balance. Magnesium Breakthrough from Bioptimizers, your foundation to optimal health and vitality.